Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 222. I'm your host, Jacob Rush, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan and Josh. And we are back, and we're playing with Power Ryan. Oh, man, you're back. You've been rehired. We've missed you, dude. How's life? How was Christmas? How is your uh, schooling, or your new job? Sorry, you're doing it. You got to start that new job. How's everything going? Uh Great, actually. I'm really enjoying my new job. It's challenging and rewarding, and I'm just having a blast with it. So, yeah, that's great. And uh, Christmas is pretty good, too. Um, and I'm ready for 2020 to end. Yeah, I think I think everyone is, for the most part. Unless you got really lucky this year, I guess. But um, good, man. You know, we're, we know you've been busy, and we're really proud of you uh, and your hard work that you're doing in your own personal life. Um, and uh, Josh, what about you, dude? Uh, kind of same old, same old still. Um, Christmas is great. I got several days off, so that's always a good thing. Um, Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back whenever the next Monday, next Tuesday is, so that's great. Um, busy Christmas, busy New Year's. It's usually a really busy time of year. It's a little slower this year, but it's, it's, still, it's still busy enough for me. Cool beans, man. Well, we have um, two guests, returning guests to the show. Um, and, uh, I want to welcome back first, uh, Sean, who's been about a year, a little past a year. Mr. Sean, how are you doing, man? Welcome back. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk about today's episode. Um, you know, I finally had a chance to come on, you know, I'm on winter break from <laughs> school. I'm a teacher. So, yeah. you know, yeah. the week, week, weekdays can be a little tough for me, but you know, mm -hmm. being off from school, I have plenty of time. So just happy to be here. Awesome, dude. We're glad to have you back. And then a long time returning guest. It's been a couple of years. We have been, my goodness, about three years. I mean, we were, we hadn't even hit, I mean, we were just barely tapping into Switch days. If not, um, having the Switch uh, in our hands just barely, I guess, at this time. But um, we have, it used to be Jake the Human, but it's no longer, he still is human. We checked, but <laughs> I am still a human. <laughs> yeah, it's Jake, and he has rebranded himself from Press to Play. Uh, welcome to back to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I've been wanting to get back into this for a long time. I've been wanting to get back on the show for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoyed the first time I was here. Um, but yeah, you know, Jake the Human kind of fell off the wayside for a while. Press to Play is here mm -hmm. now. I'm back. I'm doing my thing. And we've been talking about kind of getting me on the show for. Almost yeah. a year now, and yeah. I'm finally I'm I'm finally here, right at the end of the year, <laughs> and I'm excited to be back and get into everything we're going to get into tonight. Definitely. Well, we're stoked to have you guys both back, um, and uh, we're not going to Radical Rex this week. Uh, we always love to Radical Rex, but um, since there's five of us, I don't want this show to be two hours long, because we could talk that long with us five uh nintendo geeks here i'm sure but uh we're going to take a look at the year that nintendo uh has had in 2020 and their approach to that and then on the back side of that we're going to go into um our three all five of us our three wishes for 2021 that nintendo does stuff that probably won't happen or but maybe there's a strong possibility we feel it could who knows but it's our wishes so we'll see what happens but um uh, so first, I guess, uh, you know, Ryan, you haven't been on in a while. I didn't ask you beforehand, but do you have the list that Chris sent us? Sure. Uh, so on my birthday, uh, this year, uh, Dr. Kawashima's brain training for Nintendo Switch released. 
Um, and then Tokyo Mars Sessions came out on January 17th. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, March 6th. I forgot about that. Uh, good mm-hmm. job, uh, March 26th. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, May 29th. Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics, June 5th. Jump Rope Challenge, oh boy, June 15th. Huh. Shakedown Hawaii, July 9th. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, June 23rd. Paper Mario, The Origami King, July 17th. NBA 2K21, September 4th. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, September 18th. Pikmin 3 Deluxe, October 30th. Tropico 6, uh, November 6th. Just Dance 2021, November 12th. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, November 20th. So that's what we had to pick from. <laughs> it's a weird year. <laughs> it's a really weird year. Yeah. There was notable releases on here, but like it didn't mention Animal Crossing and things like that. So it's huh. kind of a weird list on the timeline. That is the most notable. And then uh, Game & Watch, uh, of course, was also worth mentioning there. Um, what about our events? Nintendo, what kind of events did they bring in as well, too, for the year? There wasn't many. Yeah, um, we had a Pokemon Direct, kind of Nintendo, uh, Nintendo adjacent, uh, January 9th. Um, we had a an event that the 2DS was discontinued in North America on February 8th. Um, there was an Animal Crossing focused Direct mm-hmm. on February 20th. A surprise mini Nintendo Direct was broadcasted on March 26th. Nintendo's first partner showcase um, came out on July 20th. The second one uh, followed it on uh, sorry August 26th. Uh, the Mario-themed Nintendo Direct, the 35th uh, celebration, was September 3rd. Uh, partner showcase, the third one, was September 17th. And then the fourth partner showcase was October 28th. Cool. Well, let's revisit this list. Um... Also, there was a, a, a flurry of uh, indie world directs as well so yeah there was a couple of them um which i only found indie directs and me personally i only thought one of them was really like it really caught my eye and that was when we got ori and the will of the wisp announced and released that day so that's the only indie direct that really drove me crazy i guess i mean i know others had other stuff but for me personally but let's start with uh notable releases with dr Kawashima's brain training for Nintendo Switch. Did that come to America or is that only if I'm not wrong, if I'm, if I'm mistaken, I thought that was only released in like other regions. I don't remember seeing it myself. I don't think I've seen it in the eShop. This is the first time I've ever heard of that game. Yeah. That's yeah. I think it only came out in like Europe. In terms of uh, the notable releases, I see a pattern of a lot of uh, re-releases from uh, previous consoles. And, um, uh, you're yeah. right, dude. Uh, Kawashima's brain training is brain age, basically. Um, right, it's just right. that okay. the continuation of that series. So, but yeah, there was a lot of ports, a lot of re-releases, um, and that was this year. Um, instead of getting like random sports titles from Nintendo, we got re-releases, and I'm not complaining. So, do the brain training. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Wii U title. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. That was a DS game, correct? Uh, GBA and DS game. They had two different okay, versions. Okay. Yeah. okay. I have no clue what good job is. It's kind of a, was a smaller job? game where you help each other move, isn't it? Or am I getting that mixed up with another one? That's, no, that, that's Move Out, that's but right. it's it's similar. It, it's, it's in the same vein as Overcooked or Move Out. I didn't actually get a chance to play it. I wanted to. I still mean to. 
But it's just kind of, it's like a weird, you get weird tasks in the office and you're these little stick people. I don't remember if you saw them. They were like blasting stuff through walls. Um, It looks fun, but I I didn't check it out myself personally. Okay, okay. Um, And Animal Crossing's in that list. Well, it's not on that list, but it should be right there around Good Job, I believe. I think it was the next day. Yeah, yeah, Animal Crossing was March 20th. Oh, okay. the biggest uh, notable release of the year. Yeah, you know, 20 um, million units. It, that's, uh... it transcended a game and became like wow. a cultural phenomenon. Yep. Yeah. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition came out. Um, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. I did not play that. Uh, Xenoblade fun. was another re release. Um, was Clubhouse Games a re-release? It, it was too? a sequel was on... to a DS game. Sequel, okay. Um, Jump Rope Challenge was new and unique um, and very simple. Nothing crazy. Shakedown Hawaii was that was a long game. Is that was amazing. Hmm. That was yeah. That was a new release, right? Yeah, yeah. That the game is awesome. For a while. I absolutely love that game. <laughs> good, good. Uh, SpongeBob. Yep, that was when you can have SpongeBob. Battle for Bikini Bottom is one of your top games. There's a problem. I'm just saying. There's a, there's a problem there. It's I can't a, disagree it's, with it's you. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> it is a re-release, yeah. so. Um, Paper Mario the Origami King. Um, it's finally a sequel that came out. Um, was it what everyone wanted? Some people like it. Some people didn't like it. We'll, 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 we'll dive into that a little bit more here, too. But that was new. And it was a surprise. It was a surprise when they announced it. Um, NBA 2K21, no one cares. (laughs) Um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, highly rumored, was released. Some people think it was lackluster and could have been better. I I am one of those people. (laughs) We'll dive into that. Um, Pikmin 3 re-release deluxe. Should have been there a lot lot sooner, personally. I I feel like they should have had that game maybe... Like a year or two ago. I'm surprised they waited so Agreed. long. Agreed. Um, Tropico 6. I don't really know what that is. Um, Nintendo, Just Dance. We know what that is. Uh, and, and apparently a lot of people do care about that game. Um, <laughs> and then Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity was announced randomly. Um, and then, you know, just looking at the directs. Yeah, we didn't have a lot. <laughs> we, didn't, we really, I feel like only had one traditional Nintendo Direct. And that was randomly dropped, I believe, like back in February or March. And it was kind of lackluster, if I remember. It didn't really, like, entice me. I think the big announcement was um, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, if I'm correct. Like, they really just kind of showed that off at the end. Yeah. To sort of add to the notable releases, uh, it looks like there's nothing from December. I know Doom Eternal finally came out, and that's a pretty big game from what I understand it runs well on the Switch. Oh, I played it on the Xbox. Right, it um, and it's a big game to me. I know it's not very popular, but Immortals Phoenix Rising is another pretty large game that popped out this month. I mean, yeah, at least it's third-party support. Yeah. You know, which mm-hmm. I don't feel like Nintendo got a ton. Let's be serious, though. If uh, you're playing Immortal Phoenix Rising or Doom Eternal, you're not playing it on the Switch. I'm not. I played through both of them, and I played it on the Xbox, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Going into this, um, I just want to... I'm leaning more negatively towards Nintendo this year. Um, wasn't that mm-hmm. positive of a year, in my opinion, for Nintendo? Uh, like, the, like I said, the, the Mario 3D Collection... Uh, I thought it was very lackluster. Um, I think we should start there. I think that's probably one of the biggest games 
Dive on yeah. in. Let's tear apart Mario 3 All-Stars. I think, you know, it, yeah, it was great being able to play, you know, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, you know, on the go or, you know, on your Switch. But I felt like it was almost, um, it was almost like they did a copy and paste from a, you know, a, a file on a computer. Um, mm-hmm. having the old style graphics, like you saw a game like Crash Bandicoot when they did the Insane Trilogy, completely reworked it up from the ground. Uh, but it still felt like the old games, but the graphics were so different and it looked modern. This was basically just throwing in, you know, the old games. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the old games, but to charge, you know, $60 for it, mm-hmm. for games that you know we've all played and you know you play the mario 64 uh remake on switch not even remake but the just a port on switch and it it's still just as broken as the old uh n64 game and i'm not saying that you know that is fun sometimes but you know when we when i had envisioned oh a re-release of these 3d games i was hoping you know have them look like odyssey yeah I expected a little bit more, like, just at least extras, if nothing else. You got the music player, but, like, to me, that was kind of a useless feature, almost. It was nice, but it it was very much a side thing. Like, if I want to listen to that music, I've got my phone and stuff for that now. Um, At least I would have loved if they would have added some artwork or, like, some behind-the-scenes videos or something like that. Or at least widescreen support for Super Mario 64. Um, again, like you were saying, all three of these games I love, even, even Sunshine. I know that one's kind of hit and miss with people. but I, It's my favorite. Yeah, I, I really like it. It was great to revisit on the Switch. But, uh, yeah, uh, great games. But, yeah, I can definitely see how you could be a bit disappointed with the collection as a whole. It's interesting. I'm actually a little bit the opposite of you, of you guys because I, I fully agree. You know, when this was being rumored for like a year, I was getting really, really hyped up about it. We saw things like Crash Bandicoot coming out and getting remastered, Spyro getting remastered, stuff like that. I did expect that of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So when it was announced, that's what I was expecting. That's what I was getting hyped up for. And when I, once I actually got my hands on it, going into it, being a little bit disappointed, I came out of it actually appreciating it. Because to me, it was just sort of a, okay, I didn't get what I was expecting, but I'm reliving this in a really cool way. And just to, to see the, like, the polygonal 64 style graphics, but really, really crisp and bright was very interesting to me. And then Sunshine actually being full screen, you know, 16 by 9, that kind of blew my mind. That was really cool for me. And I took into a, a different approach where I, I started playing these with my daughter. And I'm like, I'm really excited to show my daughter, hey, someday you're going to play Odyssey. But look at what I had to sit through, and you're getting the good version. So that's why I ended up kind of coming out a little bit intrigued with it. Something that is interesting, though, that I don't want to forget here is that they did it as a limited release, which I think is really, really weird. Um, and, and there's more copies than I thought there would be, but I just I think that's weird, and I don't understand why they do it still. I, I don't know where that's coming from. But that was my kind of overall feelings about 3D All-Stars. I can give you my take on why I think they did it. I think that the second, I think it's March 30th. Is that when they're taking them down? March 30th? I I think so. Around there? Somewhere around there. Um, I think that they're going to do that. And about a month later, they're going to release all three games separately on their own for each for $60. I could see that. I could definitely see them doing that. Line the pockets. Yep. And the worst part is people will still buy it. I still feel like they are just doing limited edition straight up you get it or you don't you know you never get it again like it feels 
similar to like Club Nintendo rewards. Like you pick it up when you can, but once it's gone, it's gone. Like I kind of get that feeling from it. And they would just wanted to celebrate Mario's anniversary there. Now, you could argue, like, during the year of Luigi, like, they had, you know, New Super Luigi, you know, brothers or whatever, and then that did come in later editions, uh, you know, with the Wii U, uh, the, the Switch port of it, you know. So it could be we could see these games come back again, but I think that their intent is just limited edition, and I wouldn't see why they wouldn't port that later. Um, Was anyone else hoping that at the end, if you, like... If you played all three, there'd be like a special trailer for like Mario Odyssey 2. I was really hoping something like that would be in there. Like maybe if you 100%ed all three, you know, 120 stars, 120 shines, and you know, in all the games, you'd get like a Mario Odyssey 2 trailer. I was really like, you know, holding out hope that that would happen. But we didn't even get that. And in Mario's 35th anniversary, we didn't even get like a traditional new Mario game mm-hmm. or even a trailer or a hint at what is to come. We got the re-releases of our old 3D Mario games and a trailer for 3D World, which will be out next year, which I am hyped for. But, you know, I would really like to, it's a 35th anniversary, let's get a brand new 3D Mario game. Yeah. I think you're underselling the Mario Pumas. I think, yeah. I think that was a really exciting announcement. No, in all seriousness, I agree with you. I would have liked to see something more exciting. I feel like this whole, like, 35th anniversary thing is just, like, they gave it an expiration date so they can move on to better things. If this means that we're going to get a Zelda, you know, and a Metroid celebration next year, like, first half of the year Zelda, second half of the year Metroid or something like that, like, sign me up. But I I doubt Nintendo's even going to do that. But you never know. I mean, we've got a different president. And they're kind of setting their their path for the company. Um, of course, all the board members and everything have their say, too. But, you know, Nintendo is doing really good financially. They've got a freaking theme park coming out. They've got Mario, like, the movie coming out, like, in the next couple of years. Like, don't forget about that. Like, <laughs> there's stuff coming. You know, Minions cross <laughs> Mario or something like that. I'm so worried about that movie. <laughs> I am too. I'm so worried. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm very excited, but I'm terrified at the same time. Josh, if they include the rabbits in it, will you be happy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to be. It's <laughs> it's part of my non-existent contract. <laughs> you know, I really, really enjoyed the 3D Mario collection. Um, I didn't get to enjoy it that much, um, but I was alone the only thing i wanted to get it for and i was sold on was just playing sunshine again um and it felt it felt so right to me like they even patched out like the weird standard controls and let you do the uh reverse axis or whatever the you know tilt down to look up and and everything so that's that's great with the inverted controls um they did put that in there and that was kind of my big like this feels weird, but I can get used to it. So I can play either style. I don't make a big deal about it. But Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I did enjoy my time with it. It's just that I was expecting a lot more. And actually, I did not enjoy my time with Galaxy, though. I was hoping for that they would have implemented the controls from either 64 or Sunshine into Galaxy, being able to play it with just a pro controller, not them to waggle the controller up and down. Um, that's what I was really hoping for. So I didn't even get through galaxy. I got 120 stars and 64. I got 120 shines in sunshine. You know, I got all those stupid blue coins everywhere. Yes. I, I, I sat through that getting all of that, but, uh, galaxy, I couldn't do it. 
I, uh, I, I got well, all 120 and all three. I didn't do Luigi and Galaxy yet. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm going to save it. But yeah, Galaxy was as great as a game as that is. It was probably the one that was the most pain in the butt just to deal with. Because I, I used a pro controller through the whole thing. I, I just kind of dealt with it. But dealing with that pointer thing, like just felt like you, you could tell it wasn't made for that controller. It just wasn't. We're like Sunshine and 64 felt fine, I think, even without the... Uh, the pressure trigger, whatever you call it, yeah, on the, the, the pressure triggers from the the, yeah. R, the R and the, the right trigger and the left trigger on Sunshine, which yeah. you can you can play with now. They patched that in, but they waited until after I got 120 stars again. But yeah, anyhow. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I think um, I can just p- p- say my piece real quick. Uh, you know, I mean, it's great to have the collection, all three of them, obviously, and um, but yeah, they could have done more, and um, it's a shame that they didn't, and. I think it's due to rushed development because of COVID. Maybe, maybe this was their plan all along. I don't know. We'll never know, honestly. Um, unless like five years from now in an interview, someone, Oh, like, Nintendo meant to read, make the whole thing. I don't know. Who knows? But, um, but I mean, I think we can talk tie this into one of the biggest events of the year for Nintendo, which was that 35 Mario, Mario 35 direct where they announced Mario after Mario stuff, after Mario stuff, after Mario stuff. And honestly, it was probably the best direct we had all year long. Um, <laughs> and it was surprised. Was it surprised? Or like, like they announced like the day before and then like tomorrow, this time, expect it. What do you guys think? We can tie this into that direct specifically and all the Mario love we got for the 30, or 35th anniversary. And what did you think about Nintendo's approach to direct in general and the way they just... The way they did announcements this year, it was very different than what we've seen in the last five years. Um, uh, Jake, let's start with you. Yeah, I I actually have a lot of thoughts on this. And this is something I've addressed on my channel um, quite a bit. Because for so many years now, we have gotten multiple directs a year. And like big directs. And stuff would happen at them, right? And... Not that's when they would announce their big games. That's when a Hyrule Warriors would have been announced, right? In fact, Hyrule Warriors was announced in a direct. But earlier on this year, they at I believe it was their investor meeting or some kind of board meeting or something. They said that they were looking at coming doing their marketing in different ways, potentially moving away from directs, doing different things. And I think we really saw them testing the waters with that this year, because the vast majority of their announcements this year where Twitter drops just out of the blue, randomly eight o'clock on a Monday, <laughs> we get Pikmin three, you know, I, maybe it wasn't a Monday. I don't know, but you get my point. And th- it was like, okay, Pikmin three. Okay. Here's Hyrule Warriors age of calamity, a prequel to breath of the wild. That is a big announcement yeah. to a lot of people. And it was just randomly thrown in there. And I, I think that kind of approach has been hit or miss with a lot of people. It's worked for some people, to someone like myself, I strongly prefer the direct approach. I like, you know, having that, that planned out big fun event that we can all rally behind and watch together and do reaction videos to if we want to. And it's a big event and everyone talks about it. But to me, there has been big drops like Pikmin 3, for instance, Pikmin 3 happens, it's talked about for a day. And then it's forgotten. Mm -hmm. Paper Mario even. Paper Mario was a big drop. And then it was kind of forgotten about for a while. 
And I, I, I like the bigger, more grand approach from the directs personally. So that's kind of how I felt about their overall approach this year. It's a little weird, but you know, we didn't get, we didn't lose them entirely. There was a couple directs, but they were all themed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to see them kind of moving away from that. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that, Jake. I, I, I felt personally, um, I, maybe we're just going to blame everything on COVID, (laughs) but, uh, I think a lot of stuff got delayed obviously. And I think, think about that list. We just read everything on there could have fit into one direct alone. So the point, I think the fact that they just drip fed us throughout the whole year, I didn't like, I'm with you a thousand percent. I think we need to have um, full on directs uh, of stuff, but I just think they didn't want to show their hand for stuff that they were making. And so they just did this, this little drip feed, which I think stole thunder from games. Um, I think it gave them a lackluster feeling. Um, I don't know. Like it was fun to have a little bit of information, like something new every week to talk about. Because well, for a while there, I think it was like August, late August, early September, we almost had like, it seemed like we had a new announcement every week of like Mario or Zelda or an indie direct or something was dropping every single week for a while there. We could just all hype over that news. We, I mean, we were just so thirsty for news. Um, so I understand what they did. I think they did the best they could with 2020 but I'm not happy with it all. And I, and I don't want it to stay this way. I hope it changes. Um, uh, Josh, I know you've had a lot of thoughts when we've talked. Um, what, care to chime in a little bit on, on their approach? Yeah, I, th- I think I feel a lot of the same way many other people do um, on the approach. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of the whole just randomly dropping things on Twitter myself. I, I, I too, like yeah. the events. I like the hype behind it and everybody getting together, live streaming it. Also, from sort of a... a a news side of it, kind of a journalist side of it. It's a lot easier when you sort of know something's coming. And, and again, you can kind of build that hype around it where if it's just dropped on Twitter randomly, I don't even know if other companies do that all that often. Um, but the, the way some of these were dropped, like I think Howard Warriors was dropped that way. Um, Pikmin yeah. 3 and uh, Paper Mario and all of that. Again, it just sort of felt like it, it sort of came and went and not even everybody knew about it until like maybe a day or so later it um mm-hmm. it, it just really took away some of that special nintendo-ness of like the directs and things as well um i really miss that that era i mean granted like the wii u and all of that wasn't the the best of times for nintendo i, I feel like even since then and you can maybe put some of the blame on you know, the, the new president of Nintendo, I don't know, because, you know, obviously we don't have a WADA anymore, but I, I don't feel like they quite came across as uh, as charming, maybe, as they used to, um, with the way they go about things. It's, it's almost just like all business, um, including the fact with all these limited releases that happen to run out at the end of their next fiscal year. Um, you know, the, the Mario 35, the Mario... Um, uh, 3D collection and all of those sort of things. Everything just feels a little bit more like they're just sort of skating by, like from a business perspective, than than what I'm used to seeing out of them. Um, so that's a little bit disappointing. I'm hoping though by next year, um, things might straighten up a little bit and maybe we'll see more of that side again. We'll see more actual directs um, and things like that. Even when they did have the actual directs, it seemed like 
not as fantastical as they used to be. No, uh, I, I distinctly remember the Muppets, the the Star yeah. Fox Muppets. Oh, I yeah. distinctly remember that. But even yes. going back to that, um, the Mario Thirty Five Direct, the thirty fifth anniversary Direct, it 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 was weird. It almost was like a white background with a um, someone on someone just in front of the camera saying, "Okay, up next we have this," and then a trailer would play. And there was no real production. I and you know I, I definitely agree. I think some of that could be due to COVID. You know, lack of uh, lack of um, staff in actually in building to be able to do these things. But mm-hmm. one of my favorite actual favorite moments was when um, they went to Sakurai's house yeah. for Smash, and uh, he yeah. like w- like gave us a whole presentation on like how his house was set up. I just thought that was like one of my favorite moments, and that was really cool. Uh, and, that is my highlight of the year for Nintendo, though, is the the, uh, the DLC characters for Smash. Uh, I think they did a fantastic job presenting them. Uh, I think the cast that they chose was very different and uh, very unpredictable. Uh, I personally loved the addition of Sephiroth. I think it was awesome. He's my favorite video game antagonist of all time, so I'm really happy to see him in. I know mo- a lot of people weren't happy with another sword fighter, but hey, he's not from Fire Emblem, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say um, that, again, the Sakurai ones were, were sort of had that character behind it. He was able to sort of go mm-hmm. off script as well, so that was cool. Um, I, one thing I forgot to mention, though, the, the little indie directs, um, no offense, but whoever, like, writes for those or narrates those, y- you might need a little bit the of uh, adjustment. That That is so cheesy. Yeah, It's like, it's not even, it's not even funny cheesy. It's just kind of cringy. Yeah. <laughs> the good guy went to Xbox. Yeah, I guess so. The guy who used to do them, he went to Xbox now. I, I can't think of his name, but... Um, and I would say the, the partner showcase directs, they started out very bad. Like, that very first... Wasn't it like... Wasn't it like five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That first one was awful. <laughs> I, I did a reaction video to that, and it was one of my most, like disheartening (laughs) nintendo moments i was like what am i watching and then it ended and i was like that was it oh my gosh weird chibi hulk hogan (laughs) it was like it was so weird yeah it was like five or eight minutes long and that was it and then but then they they did like three or four of them and i they did get better each time the second one i thought was it was longer it was better and had a little bit more meat to it. It wasn't great. And the third one, I think, actually turned out to be pretty good. Um, so well, that one had, like, uh, the third one had, like, all the Monster Hunter stuff in it. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so, yeah, that was weird. It was just a weird year. I think everyone agrees that people would like Nintendo to just keep all that one direct. And I just think it was them trying to find ways to make the year flow. Um, and you know, let's, let's dive into some of these other releases too. Obviously we talked about the directs, um, but Paper Mario, Paper Mario was announced, came out a month later, just announced by a Twitter drop and a month later it comes out. Um, this is, I think a one that we definitely need to talk about just because Paper Mario is a bigger franchise. It's, it's not, you know, I don't really want to talk about Pikmin three. I mean, it's great. It is what it is, but we had it on the Wii U and I think it, did fine you know i want to talk about games like this um was it the follow-up we all wanted was it 
you know, everyone wants to go back to the roots of Paper Mario. Um, did we enjoy it? Was it was it as good as we had hoped or better or interesting? Did, did it take a good different turn? Um, Ryan, you've been kind of quiet. Did you even play Paper Mario, buddy? I played a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, huh? Yeah, I just cleared that first ribbon, and that was about it. I, I was in the water world, and I, I think I was about to go up against the boss, maybe, but... Okay, I, I wasn't able to finish it, unfortunately, due to finances. I had to sell my game a little bit, but... Uh, I'm thinking we're going to have some different editing, uh, dif- different opinions here in just a moment. So I'll, I'll, I'll well, wait. I, I know Sean seemed to not be a fan. He was shaking his head <laughs> no when we were talking about it earlier. Sean, you care to chime in here? Chime in, what do you think? No, no. Um, so Paper Mario, the Paper Mario franchise, I absolutely love the original Paper Mario. Thousand Year Door, Super Paper Mario, Sticker Star, don't even want to mention it. Don't even want to mention it. Um, Color Splash, really good writing. Not not what I liked. Yeah. Origami King, better than Color Splash. But again, it wasn't what I was hoping for. Um, I remember waking up and finding out, oh my God, they dropped a new Paper Mario trailer. And immediately thinking, oh my God, they're going to go back. They're going to go back. And then that just look of despair when I, I see the combat and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And the toads, what's up with all the toads? Again, I saw they had them all in color splash. They brought them all back, go and find the toads. And this is someone who's a hundred percent in every paper Mario game, including sticker star. I've done it. I absolutely, I just, no thanks. it's it. I'm, I was so disappointed. I want a traditional paper Mario game. And that is, you know, Maybe Nintendo doesn't understand what a traditional Paper Mario game is anymore because we have Sticker Star, we have Color Splash, we have um, the Origami King, and we even had Paper Jam, which is more of a Mario and Luigi game. But, like, I don't know. It was so disappointing to me. I enjoy the writing, but I think it's more of... Paper Mario used to be an R- a Mario RPG that just happened to be paper. Yeah. Now it is a paper game that happens to be a Mario mm. trying to be a Mario RPG and it, I just I was very disappointed and I, I was so upset but like I said I still played it I enjoyed the writing but I, I want my traditional paper back I feel you on that um, Jake what do you think um, I, I'm actually okay so I can't really speak to it because full disclosure I didn't play it oh okay but um, I, I did have the same kind of feelings as Sean did. Um, I, I loved Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door, and I actually really loved Super Paper Mario even. Oh, Super Paper yeah. Mario is fantastic. It, it's a great good. game. I think it's really underrated. But I, I too have been waiting for that sort of return to form. Um, and like you, I saw that. I watched it, and I lost my cool because I was like, Hey, this is happening. It's real. There's a bob on. There's something going on. There's this new stuff. Mm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I, I totally kind of missed the combat. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird looking. I wonder if it's the same thing. I don't know. Totally brushed over it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was exciting. Whatever. As time went on, though, you know, I started seeing, okay, this is how the combat works. And then I started seeing reviews for it being really mixed. And I just, at the time, I, I was like, okay, I can buy this thing or I can buy Paper Mario. And I just decided to pass on it for now. I'm like, maybe I'll play it sometime when it goes on sale. Because it looks interesting to me. I don't think I would dislike the game. 
but it wasn't enough to make me go out, rush out and buy it day one. Like when I, what I thought I would do when I first watched that trailer. Josh. All right. So I, I think in a lot of ways, I'm similar to Sean and I, I, I love the 64 game. I played all of them upon the release. Really. I love thousand year door. Super mm-hmm. paper Mario is really cool in its own, like unique way. Um, Stick, what what I don't get is like with Sticker Star, I don't know very many people that did like that one. <laughs> it's the only one I haven't. No, I take that back. I didn't beat Color Splash. Um, I, I made it through like world one of Sticker Star and I even tried to go back and I just couldn't do it. Um, and I know a lot wow. of people didn't like that. And then Color Splash, they got a little bit better. But again, I got partway through that game and I just it's like I got tired of dealing with the stupid cards and having to paint them and all this stuff. Um, but and it again, it lost some of that some of the storytelling and everything that thousand year door had and super had. Um, and then again with this one, it, I I was kind of like them with the announcement. It looked like they were maybe returning to form, maybe finding a nice middle ground, more leaning towards the original form. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, it, it, it looked like, again, they just decided to be tone deaf, even though everybody wants them to go back for the past decade, (laughs) they were going to stick to this color splashy sticker star kind of deal. Um, so yeah, I was, I was a little bit worried about it. Um, but I am glad I picked it up and I actually a hundred percented it, which I don't always do with all of my games, but for this one I did, um, because I ended up really enjoying it. The combat system was a little bit, (laughs) was different, but I liked it better than sticker star and color splash easily. Um, Mm -hmm. and the more I got into it, I enjoyed it. The boss battles were cool. I'm trying to figure it. It was like Mm -hmm. many puzzles, um, and also, yeah. you know, my daughter liked watching me play it. So maybe that was part of it for me. So mm-hmm. the the experience I got out of it was just, was really positive. Um, and I ended up, even with the toads, I'd prefer it to be back, you know, the way it used to be with the more unique looking characters and all of that. I still do. Um, but I was still able to find myself having a good time and having a, a good bit of laughs, even out of all the just toads everywhere and all the little jokes and the writings and things like that. Um, overall, I really... Really did enjoy my time with it. I was surprised um, how much I did enjoy it. Um, even the smaller side characters, Bobby, and things like that. Um, some parts of the story were really emotional, maybe, <laughs> is the best way to put it. And without giving yeah. away certain things. Um, there was. But yeah, I, I actually, I, I, like I said, I was surprised. I went back and bothered to fully 100% it um, and get the little extra ending and all of that. I ended up enjoying it so much. I was really surprised and it left me sort of feeling like they may have won me over to the changes they have made to the paper Mario series. Mm -hmm. I'm torn because now I'm kind of like in the middle. I I liked it, but I I still kind of want them to go back. Uh, I'm mm, paper Mario is back in a decent light for me, at least after that. Yeah. Good. Ryan, do you have, do you want, do you have any more opinion on it, on the game? I just, I liked the humor and stuff just from the, what I have played. Um, it's very mm-hmm. charming, um, and it's it's a good feel for Paper Mario game. I don't necessarily like um, the combat system. Um, I do like the idea of the puzzles, but and they were really creative with what they did, and I love that when that shines. Um, and I'm okay with them keeping innovating with the series and not going back to the roots um and a lot of people want to go back to the roots and they keep expecting that and keep getting let down by it and i'm just like i'll just take what they give me there as long as it's not awful which you know i go into each paper mario without those expectations and maybe that's just because i did skip thousand year door and never experienced the greatness that is that game 
Um, and so maybe that is why. And I really enjoyed Super Paper Mario and, and basically everything that I've played since then. Yes, including Sticker Star. So it's I'm sitting in a unique spot with Paper Mario series. And I may not be the the uh, most popular voice there, but that's kind of my feelings on it. Okay. Uh, for me, you know, I got the game. Um, and, you know, I, I'm with you guys. Like, I loved Paper Mario 1. And I loved pa- A Thousand Year Door. Um, was not a fan of the direction Paper Mario has slowly gone over the years. Never finished Color Splash. Um, I did finish Sticker Star. I did have that on my 3DS. And fin- I was, uh, I, to be fair, I was in a band and I was on tour, so I had a lot of time <laughs> in my hands. So um, I was driving around, riding around the van in the country, so I had some time to play it. Um, I, but yeah, it was, it was terrible. Uh, you're, you're, compared to the other ones, it was a really bad game. Um, uh, but what I will say is that I liked... The color. I liked the music. I thought the music was very, very good in the Paper Mario game, that the latest one. And I liked the story. And I felt like they were just trying to mesh elements of old Paper Mario games in this one. Like, you saw that you had, like, little sidekicks with you. And, um, like, the bomb mobs traveling around. And that was cool. It, it definitely made me think of, like, oh, Paper Mario 1 and Paper Mario 2. Um, and you missed that. And yeah, I'm with you guys. I want them to go back to a traditional RPG-style Paper Mario game. However, I will say, this game had some really cool, unique elements to it that I was a little bit blown away by. I mean, I loved every time they showed a... It was like a Power Ranger transformation of the origami elements that you would get. And it was really cool um, to watch that animation unfold and... You felt like a beast using these powers against enemies. Um, I really liked it. So I'm not down on the game. I'm with you. I want old school Paper Mario, but I do not think that this game was a bad game in terms of commercial success and and what it did. Um, That's just my two cents on it. Um, Obviously, we need to talk about this game. There's two more games I want to talk about, Um, but we're going to start here. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is the sole reason why Nintendo um, kicked butt financially this year. Um, because they uh, the game just sold gangbusters. Better than, I, I, way better than Nintendo even pre- predicted or thought it would. Um, I mean, heck, it got me to put over 200 hours into a franchise I don't ever play. And um, it was the perfect game for a perfect storm of quarantine covid and um and for people who were seeping into depression and didn't know where they were going in life it's a game that truly 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 can just help you mellow out you know and uh i can attest you know because at the time not only was i in quarantine i was living with my parents because i was recovering from a divorce um that was in the process of all happening. And, um, you know, my life was just a, a wreck and losing my job after sure, after that, the start of the year in March, right before all of our lockdowns happened and here. And, uh, you know, the game came out and I was just like, what the heck? You know, so I bought it and it really did help. And it was fun. It was fun to dive in. Um, I will say, and I've said this before in the show, for me, like, as life has picked back up and gotten busier and I'm back to working and um, I'm in college, I mean, I don't ever touch the game anymore. I don't have time. I don't, it's not really a game that I feel like I can, that I want to devote 
my extra time to when I have it. I would much rather dive into like an adventure game or something or with a story and stuff like that. But um, from the time when it came out, it did um, gangbusters, and I'll always recognize it for that. It was a special place in my life. Um, what about you guys? Um, Jake, what do you think about um, Animal Crossing? Obviously, you're a fan. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of thoughts about this game. Um, all very positive, spoiler alert. But I, I've always been a fan of Animal Crossing. You know, ever since the original one dropped, <laughs> it, well, it wasn't the original. That was on 64. But the original U.S. release on the GameCube, I, I picked it up at a Blockbuster one night. And me and my brother and one of my buddies <laughs> just sat there trying to figure out what the heck we were playing. And I fell in love with the series at that point. And I've played every single one. I've put countless hours into it. Every single one, I've just gotten better and better and better to me. New Horizons was no exception to that. I loved it. The, you know, all of the crafting I thought was really cool. The ability to, you know, change the landscape of your island I thought was really, really awesome. It was fantastic. But what made this game particularly special to me, and like like you said, Jacob, um, it, it came at the perfect time. It couldn't have come at a more perfect time. And, you know, as soon as it came, the whole world shut down. But Animal Crossing became this this gigantic pop culture phenomenon that when none of us could be mm. together, we were it's together. True. You know, I was I was going to my friend's islands, wow. friends I haven't even talked to in two years. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, you're playing Animal Crossing? Can I come to your island? All of a sudden, we're chatting again. And it was bringing people together. And even, you know... I was seeing people having their high school graduations in Animal Crossing, people getting married in Animal Crossing. You know, they were having their wedding wow. ceremonies digitally and doing it all in Animal Crossing. It is the biggest pop culture phenomenon of the year, definitely for the series. And like you said, it got people who never played the series and people who never even played yeah. video games picking it up and playing it. And it was it was just unreal. And that's why this game is so special to me. Like like you, mm -hmm. I did fall off about two and a half months in. Um, you know, I did everything there was for me to do. I completely customized my bedroom <laughs> with all my yep, custom yep, yep. QR code generated movie posters and my albums. And I, I fell off. But that that you can't take away the cultural impact it had. And that's why, Absolutely. to me, it's the most special game well of the said. year. Sean, what about you, man? Absolutely love Animal Crossing. Um, I misspoke earlier animal crossing is my highlight of the year for nintendo um absolutely fantastic game um like you all said you know it came out at the perfect time right when the quarantine was about to start uh, a week before it came out uh the school that i teach at actually shut down in-person learning um i'm someone who puts a lot of you know work and effort into my job i love being there i love being with the kids it's my third year teaching i've not missed a day of work yet um, and it was really, really difficult for me to be away from the classroom like that. Um, you know, remote learning was very different in the, f in the spring than it is now. Uh, people kind of didn't know what was going on in the spring. Um, so it was very difficult for me to adjust and, you know, being away from my students. And, you know, I'm not going to say I was in a full boat, you know, full-blown depression, but, you know, it was a very sad, you know, almost like temporary depression that I was in. And uh, when Animal Crossing came out, I started reconnecting with people that I hadn't talked to in years, like um, like we were all saying. And, you know, just 
make, meeting my villagers, talking to them, going fishing. It, it was very peaceful, you know, doing the crafting. And it was something that I kept up with for a long time. Um, I don't, I currently don't play it every day, but I still jump in, you know, every couple of days, you know, check on my villagers. But um, over the summer, I had a long-standing Saturday night, every Saturday night, I would play with my friend Amanda from college, and I hadn't talked to her in years, and I would go to her island, and we would just hang out and chat, and it was, it was awesome. Uh, it really helped me get through some, you know, tough times when I couldn't see really anyone other than, you know, my immediate family who I was living with, or, you know, a select like I saw my sister and her bro- and her husband who lived down the street, but that was like that was it really. Other than the people I saw at the grocery store, you know, every once in yeah. a while, I wasn't really seeing anyone. And Animal Crossing really helped me get through that. And I, you know, I'm so happy that so many people jumped on board that ha- hadn't played Animal Crossing before and were like, I don't get what this game is, and they gave it a shot and they liked it. I mean, it has a freaking talk <laughs> show. Wild. Yeah, Animal yeah. talking with Gary Widow. <laughs> like, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm so happy that it came out. It came out at the perfect time. So, Ryan. Oh, where do I start? Uh, Animal Crossing is a big thing for me already. Um, I still think that with the current state of the game, I prefer New Leaf still. I enjoyed that a lot mm. more uh, with the interactions that I had uh, with my mm. family and everything. But in a different flavor, a, a different take on animal crossing like it's it's removed from that and it's got a very different flavor very different feel and they're still adding stuff to it and it's still growing and they could add a bunch more like insects and fish to find like all brand new stuff someday down the road in dlc cool i'm looking forward to that um but like the impact that it had on society was just amazing so many people got switches and i was so happy for nintendo like that this all worked out so many people who never play video games got this um, this Animal Crossing game. They got Switches for this Animal Crossing game because that was the way to be social with everybody. And the nature of the game paired with Pandemic was just just unprecedented. And I love absolutely, like, even, even myself, like, I got to experience an in-game event. My, uh, sadly, uh, my sister-in-law uh, graduated in 2020, so... That meant that she didn't get to walk and she didn't get to have the big graduation ceremony and everything. But she actually went in game and set up her whole graduation ceremony and had all of us, uh, all of the family that had switches, uh, hop on an Animal Crossing and uh, go to her island and attend a, a graduation ceremony. And it was just so well done and so, like, just amazing, like, to be able to actually experience that and just have fun with it even though, like, we have to be so far apart. And, you know, it's just so creative. And I'm so happy that people experience Animal Crossing the best way they probably could have by experiencing what it can do when everybody has to use it as a tool to get by with with pandemic and everything. It was just, it was so cool to see that. It, it's, it definitely, definitely highlights the magic of Nintendo games and the accessibility of Nintendo. Um, and of all the things that Nintendo does wrong, like when they do it right, they do it right. Josh, yeah, it's I definitely was in the middle of that whole experience as well with my own family and friends. Um, I know some people that uh, hadn't played the series either at all or like since the GameCube days. Um, like in my cousin's sake, I remember we had gotten the GameCube one 
around the same time and along with some family then. And it kind of blew up like in my small circle back then, but never quite like this. Um, is now my my wife and I both had our own islands on our Switch. My daughter joined my island, which she just got a new Switch for Christmas, and she has her, her own island now. Um, so we're still kind of jumping in and out of it, even even now. Um, I wish I wish it had a little bit more staying power with people because I feel like a lot of people have dropped off. Um, but other than that, like, they've done a pretty okay job even with slowly releasing some things without, like, feeling like a ton of stuff is missing at the beginning. Um, I, I remember when it first came out, one of the big things for me that has always been in the series that isn't in this one yet um, is like the Nintendo themed items like the the Mario mushrooms or the Star Fox R wing and things like that. And over time, I've kind of forgot it's not even there. Um, I, I still hope that's coming, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I still think they've done a really good job. The new aspects of it, like crafting and things like that, I think were handled nicely. Um, yeah, it's, again, it was just really came out at the perfect time. Um, it brought a lot of us together and, you know, I hope to see it even get a, another big surge maybe in the future with some big new update. Um, I, I think it was really well done. I'm, I'm very interested to see, um, where the series will go in the future. For sure. And, you know, um, I think we all can agree. I think that was just the highlight of the year. And I think honestly, I don't... Nintendo, uh, they couldn't have planned it, but it's really what kept them afloat this year was how great that game did. Um, and Nintendo is sitting pretty with their bank accounts right now because of that game alone, you know, and then everything else was just extra. So good for Nintendo. Um, overall, I think Nintendo kind of just did the best they could, and I don't think it was the greatest a uh, year for them for how they delivered information to us as fans um to casual fans and newcomer fans uh, they don't know a difference but for us guys who have been following who follow nintendo through wii u years to to switch years to every year they do something um we saw the the holes in the year and we're all hoping for a better 2021 um and you know i'll just mention here i don't think we need to this episode so already it's getting pretty long, so we need to start transitioning to our the second half of the show. But I will say, it's a claim it came out at the end of the year. I think that was Nintendo's um, last big game that they, re they really brought. Um, it was a big game, and it obviously is a prequel to Breath of the Wild um, as we wait for Breath of the Wild 2. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think we should dive too much into the game because honestly, I'm still playing it, and there could be a lot of spoilers out there for people um, on it. I will say, however, I'm having a very fun time with the game, um, and it's surprisingly more addicting to me than what um, the original Hyrule Warriors was. I'm enjoying it, and I'm glad it came out. Um, and I will say this. To me, it doesn't feel like Nintendo... It should have been Nintendo's Christmas game. I will say that. I feel like it's a great game. Not dissing at all. But I felt like, man, this is a game that should come out more in the fall um, or maybe even the summer. And we just didn't have that Nintendo game that just is like, you know, you have like your Mario Odyssey one year. You had Breath of the Wild. You know, you had um, Pokemon. We didn't have a Pokemon, Pokemon game this year. You know, we said DLC. It just felt like stuff was missing. And... That's not a knock on the game. It's great, and I think you should totally get it um, if you want to really dive into that story. But outside of that, 
Um, it was the best they hand they had, and they got them through. But um, moving on to 2021, this will be fun. Um, guys, so everyone here is going to bring three wishes that they hope on their personal wish list for um, 2021. Uh, we started out with a lot of Jake and Sean leading the way. So I want to start out this time, though, with uh, Josh and Ryan. Um, we'll, and then we'll, we'll just kind of go in reverse order here. So we'll go Josh, Ryan, Sean, Jake, and then uh, me. And then we'll just keep repeating that. Um, for our wishes. So, Josh, what's your number? What's what what what's one of the things you're hoping for that Nintendo does in 2021? Well, to start, I want to see them do a better job with their their back catalog. Um, I feel like with the Wii, um, I, I sort of was was really excited to see the virtual console turn out the way it was, and it was maybe somewhat of a drip feed, but then it was still something brand new. I don't feel like. It stuck out so much then I was happy with the content they were giving us and at the the amount they were giving it to us, even though a good handful of the games I do already own, like on their original console and such anyway, it got me into some new titles that I'd missed or it just gave me another way to download Donkey Kong Country 2 and a new great way to play it. But I, I really do miss that. And especially as time keeps going on, um, a lot of kids have never experienced games like Super Mario World. And I think things like that still really hold up well. And I know people that would love to go check it out. And I feel like as each system has gone on from Wii to Wii U to Switch, it's just gotten worse. And the drip feed has gotten worse. And they give you less and less. And I don't understand that. I feel like they are sitting on a goldmine of titles and just the best library of, of any gaming company. And they're not using that for some odd reason I cannot understand and I would I would love to see them step that up. And if nothing else, give us give us the 64 games on the Switch Online service or something, um, because that's just been really, really. I can't complain too much where it's it's free, but I, I just the way they've drip feeded that has been really, really poor um, where it takes like four months or so, three or four months for like one SNES game and like three NES games that no one's heard of to pop out. <laughs> So yeah, for me, that's that's something I really wish they they would step up their game with in some form or another. Okay, um, no, I'm I I'm, what do you guys think about that? Real quick, I, uh, I I'm with you. I think we need to get regular things. I would love to see like N64 games finally be dived into here. Um, you guys think the online uh, games that from Nintendo are kind of lackluster now at this point for what we're paying we're paying for this service now for the first time and it. If anything, like Josh said, it's feels worse than what we've had in the past. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm not somebody who often goes back into those games. Mm -hmm. You know, I bought a lot of stuff on the virtual console just to play with, play it again, you know, in a more convenient way. Um, but I agree. You know, this, this service I think is cool. It's fine. But it's not something I find myself going back to very often at all. Um, and to your point, yeah, it, it takes a really long time and all of a sudden, you know, on Twitter, they're like, Hey, this, this game that you've never heard of is here. Get excited. See you again in a half a year. You know, so I, I do agree. There's a little bit of a problem there, but I don't know that I want them to fix it, right. but I'm not feeling super hopeful that they will. Um, okay. Uh, well let's uh, move on to the next wish here. Uh, Ryan, what, what's your, what's your wish you want for 2021? <laughs> You know, I'm not going to say a release. I'm going to say, you know, I just want information. I want to see something about Metroid Prime 4. 
I want to hear mention of it, see a trailer, like, not just like, oh, they're hiring, but like real tangible like things that I can see and, and get excited for. And like even a confirmation of like a multiplayer mode coming right, or like right. how big the scale of the game is going to be. And like, are we getting like Breath of the Wild, but Metroid, like what are we getting? And I just right. want to know something. Just anything. I get you. <laughs> We've hired another uh, artist for the for the for the game, lead art director. We're getting there. <laughs> uh, um, anyone else on that? I, I mean, I'm with you. I think we I, we definitely all are just what's up. It's been I I heard today it's been almost three years. To the point three or is it two or three years to where they announced that they were restarting development. Yeah, in a couple of months, it was it was E three twenty seventeen. So twenty twenty one around June, a long four time, years. Let's just hope it's not like that cyberpunk game where <laughs> it's eight years and still sucks. So that was announced when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, that's nuts. Uh, well, Sean, what about you? What's one? What's a wish you got for us, man? So my number one wish for 2021 Nintendo is a Sticker Star remake. No. <laughs> um, my number one wish for 2021 mm-hmm. is uh, Pokemon Generation 4 remakes, oh, Diamond and Pearl. Specifically Pokemon Platinum. Um, huge Pokemon fan. Like, that's my number one Nintendo franchise. And I know it's not really even a Nintendo franchise. It's more Game Freak. But um, absolutely love Pokemon and Pokemon Platinum in particular, is my favorite Pokemon mm. game of all time. So I would love to see that in full 3D, like Pokemon Shield and Sword. I almost called it Shield and Sword. Sword and Shield. <laughs> um, I would just love to see the Sinnoh region brought to life like that. Um, that is my number one you know, wish. I was hoping, I was hoping that it would be announced this year back in, I think it was, was the Pokemon Direct in February? Last year, I think it happened in... Is January or February? According to our Whoa. list, we have it here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was January 9th, last year, Pokemon Direct. Yeah, I was hoping it would be announced there. It wasn't. Um, so, yeah, I really hope it comes out next year, especially because we don't really know anything about the future of the mainline Pokemon games. Right. So I think we're due for a Gen 4 remake. So, uh, yeah, that's what I want. Pokemon yeah. Snap 2 did get announced. That was cool. Yeah. Ugh, I'm not a big Pokemon Snap uh, guy. I am. I mean... I yeah. forgot about that. That was huge. That was big deal. I was hoping it was coming this year, but it'll be here early next year. I guarantee It'll it. probably be next year for sure. Like, I, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. But then again, COVID. So who knows? Who knows? It's just taking pictures of Pokemon. How hard could it be? Let's go. <laughs> you know, I would love to see uh, Platinum just for to see like that final area, the extra stuff that they added from Platinum, the, di- the distortion world. Yeah, I would love to see that because uh, I didn't get a good like feel for it when I played the game, and I would just love to see that in a three D scape and everything. It'd be pretty cool. I've played through Platinum seventeen times. Awesome. So. Wow, I'm gonna make you Sean cry. Gen four is the only Pokemon Gen I've never played. Yeah, um, I'm gonna leave now. Okay, <laughs> I can make it worse. It's the Uh-oh. only one I didn't really like. Oh, oh my burn! Did you play Platinum though? Did you play Platinum? I didn't play Platinum. That's I played why. Diamond. I played Diamond, Diamond and Pearl. I hated Platinum. Saved it, and I absolutely <laughs> loved it. That's why. And all right, let's let's move on to the next wish. Well, hey, if yes. they remake Platinum. 
I'll give it a shot. Wow. Uh, I guess Sean's going to force me to get it no matter what, seems like. So, I mean, knowing Sean, he'd probably just mail a copy to my house. He's a, he's a good guy like that. So, <laughs> uh, but, well, I you know what, Sean? I really think that I've heard rumors <laughs> about that. I think your wish may come true. Josh, I don't know about yours. Sorry, buddy. Nintendo doesn't seem to kill the times, but we'll see. Um, and Jake, what's a wish you got for us? Okay, so this is also something that's been rumored for a very long time. Um, and I, I genuinely think there is a strong chance it could happen. I'm hoping to see a revision of the Switch uh, in mm, some kind of yeah. more powerful sense, a, a Switch Pro. Um, now there's a couple reasons. One, it's been rumored forever, right? Yeah. And you know, this is something that a lot of the console generations are doing now. You know, they, they go for a little while and the, the tech evolves and they step it up a little bit. They, they provide that. Nintendo's not really, they've never typically done that, but I think now is the time that's kind of the industry standard and it's been rumored, you know, back before the switch Lite was announced, there was all right. these rumors and leaks going on that said there's going to be a handheld only switch and a TV-only Switch, mm. which is the Switch Pro. The Switch Lite happened, but it's been radio silent since. Up until a couple of months ago, they've Nintendo filed a patent for a standalone Joy-Con. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's very rounded, and it looks really premium. But the, mm. the key part of that there is that there's no, there's no like little slide-slit thing to mm. slide it onto a Switch. So that could be two things. It could be you know a, a standalone Joy-Con for the Switch Lite, a cheaper easier to purchase option for those games that require it but i i think it's for a, a more premium joy con for a tv only switch pro that's what i'm hoping for i love the switch as is nintendo's done a great job making their games run really really smoothly on it yeah. for the most part but even games like my favorite game of all time breath of the wild yeah if there's a big explosion, you you teleport a little bit. You know, you go into the Deku Tree area, and you're kind of jumping around a little bit. And it's fine. It is what it is. But it would be nice, you know, to see them move forward with just that option of just having a much more premium experience. Not like, I'm not expecting a PS5 Series X 4K 120 frames right. second thing. But just a step up, you know. I, I, I'm hoping for it, and I think it could happen. I think you're probably right, and I'm. I think I speak for all of us. You know, I don't expect Nintendo, like you said, to bring out the PS5 guns here. I just want them to do something big enough to where it keeps the third parties being able to easily port current gen games to the Switch. Like that's what I want. I want the third party support to continue to come. So give it enough horsepower just to keep that gap. The, the length that has been all this time for the Switch. It doesn't have to be... I just don't want to get out of reach. You know, we're like, oh, we just can't do that. No, like, we, we got to keep that if Nintendo wants to keep um, third parties happy, you know? Um, but I think you're right, and... Man. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw this, too. I saw this about a week or two ago. Um, Switch docks are no longer being produced. Like, they don't sell them individually anymore, and they've... They're not, it's, they're going away, and that's interesting. Maybe a, a more improved, powerful dock that might help with boosting to a TV. I don't know. We'll see. Um, anyone else any other comments on that real quick? Okay. Um, for myself, I am going to just, uh, I'll, I'll capitalize. Maybe I'll start off small. I'll start off small. 
Um, I want regular Nintendo Directs again. I just want a regular fee, like you guys, Jake said it earlier. I want, guys, I miss when we all rally around and like my phone is blowing up and I have over 200 messages in my group text messages about all the Nintendo news and having an event to look forward to on a Thursday and I'm going to go home and I'm going to like make my dinner and just sit in front of my my smart TV and watch the direct and being totally shocked and surprised. I miss that. I want that. And I'm going to choose to believe that we had the feed of, of, of information that we in the style we had it was due to uh, COVID due to stuff being delayed due to Nintendo, just trying to keep people engaged a little by little, drop a little food here, drop a little food here uh, throughout the year. And I'm hoping that things are getting caught up things are getting completed and that we have a plethora of new games on the horizon that we have no clue are even being produced right now. And, um, I mean, the fact, even the fact that Origami King came out, we had no idea that Paper Mario was coming. We had no idea. So I just want to see regular feed of Nintendo directs. And I think I speak for all of us when saying that, just bring back the good directs. So, um, back to you, Josh, number two. So for me, um, it's kind of hard to put a word to it, but I want to see Nintendo be sort of brave again with a new game, like bring back one of their their older IPs, um, so to speak, like they did with Kid Icarus Uprising on the 3DS. I think that turned out fantastic. Um, but again, that's been, what, like eight years or something now, I think. And there's been absolutely nothing from that series, despite that being as good as it was. Um, there's other series. There's, I don't know what all they could do with it, but they could probably do something with Ice Climbers. People know those characters, thanks to Smash mostly. Um, F-Zero has been dormant for years, and I, I love that series, especially GX. Um, I, I feel like they've really been playing it safe in a lot of ways with things like, uh, well, I mean, not just, I, I love Mario, I love Zelda, but I feel like there's been a decent bit of that but not the not the oddball ones. Not again. Not like F Zero. There hasn't been Star Fox has seen better days, I guess. But there hasn't even been like Star Fox and things like that. Um, I feel like there's a lot of IPs that they're just sort of setting on for quite some time now. Um, yeah, I would like to see something like that come back. I'm trying to think of a good one in particular. That uh, I guess Ice Climbers is one of those that just really hasn't been seen since the NES days, even. Um, I'd really like to see them bring back something like that. Anyone else? I mean, I, I agree. I, I love Zelda. I love Mario. I love, love, love Fire Emblem. I love Kirby. I love Pokemon. <laughs> but you're right. That's what we've gotten for the last five, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, you know, it, there's been so many like, oh, when oh, is yeah. F-Zero coming? When is F-Zero coming? There was those rumors about a Star Fox Grand Prix, which I thought was a really interesting take on Star Fox. Yeah. Um, getting some of those old things. And like you, I loved Kid, Icar Kid Icarus Uprising. It's one of my favorite games ever. Wow. And I would love to see them, you know, dip their toes into a sequel there. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I would love to see them be a little bit more bold. I don't know if they're going to pull that off this year. Maybe they are. I, I would love to see it, and that it would be a huge, huge thing to kind of recover from 2020 to announce something wild like that in 2021. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Nintendo's been so successful with the Switch, though, um, that they can start to take risks and make games like 
a new F Zero or um, a Star Fox game again. Give it a chance. And heck, if there's one Wii U game I want ported more than any of them, it's Star Fox. I mean, the game I feel like did bad because of the forest controls. I had the game and it was fun to play with through with a friend. But give it modern controls, make it feel like an HD original Star Fox game, and I think it would sell gangbusters, personally. I really do. So, who knows? We'll see. Um, Ryan, man, what's your second wish? All right, so I'm expecting 2021 um, to be a big, uh, high-paced, like, action-packed year for Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going up against the next-gen consoles, and Mm. they're coming out of COVID, um, and I hope they come out swinging. Um, I expect it to be big and really, like, aggressive in their marketing and everything. And so, that being said, what's more aggressive, um, more destructible environments over the top action than Super Mario Strikers coming back and just completely blowing us away with how just aggressive and, like, themed it would be for Nintendo for that year and i just i really want to see that mario strikers is so like just explosions and like victory poses and and so much character and the art style was always really cool in the last game and even the one before that and so like just seeing that going forward i'd love to see an iteration on switch Hmm. care to chime in there jake you seemed a little i'll just yeah i agree that's a game i haven't (laughs) thought of in a long time but Strikers Charged in particular, I loved that game. And it is. It is so aggressive for a Mario game. You know, just like checking people into electric fences. And, yeah. And all of like the crazy trick shots and stuff. It That would be awesome to see brought back for sure. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. That would be, that would be sweet. <laughs> oh my, that would be sweet. I like it. Um, uh, Sean, what's your second wish, man? So my second wish, I'm going on a little bit of a limb here. Oh, oh, oh. Probably not gonna, probably not gonna happen. But it does tie into the Switch Pro. So I am predicting that on Friday, October 20, 20 on Friday, October twenty second, two thousand twenty one. Yep, the Switch Pro will be released Whoa. alongside, <laughs> alongside. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. If that is the title. They might change the title. Oh my I'm predicting that, that that's gonna be that's gonna go along with the Switch Pro. It will be playable on the original Switch, wow. but it will play better on the Switch Pro. It will be 60 frames per second. Maybe not 4K, maybe 1440p. But it will run on the original Switch, not as well. But like I said, October 22nd, 2021, book it. Switch oh. Pro, Legend of Zelda, <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, Write my name on it. There we go. How, why my birthday of all the days? I mean, that's a... I, first off, no one's going to come to my birthday party if that game comes out that day because <laughs> everyone's going to be playing it. Well, I'm hoping by then we can actually come to your birthday party. <laughs> that's true, too. Um, <laughs> Uh, I picked that day because it is the um, second to last Friday of October. And uh, doing a little history, the second to last Friday of October has seen some pretty major releases Mm. uh, in video games over the last 20 years. So I randomly picked that day, and I think that's going to happen. So that's what I predict. Very cool. I would would be ecstatic. I kind of think, I kind of personally think the Switch Pro is actually going, I think it's going to be more like a regular 
Switch launch. I think it's going to surprise us out in the middle of nowhere or first half of the year, like March's area. We'll see though. But dude, my birth that'd be a sweet birthday. It sure would, would. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if I'm alone on my birthday. That's gonna be awesome if that's the case. So <laughs> but um Jake, what about you? What's number two? Number two ties very much into my Switch Pro announcement. And I believe that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 will be coming this year. Uh-huh. It, it, it's so funny. We both had it at our number two with the Switch Pro. <laughs> I, 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 I think this is the time. I genuinely believe they knew what they had with Breath of the Wild. I think very shortly after they released it, they went into development on Breath of the Wild 2. You know, kind of a testament to that is a year later at E3, they announced it with a, a short little CG trailer. By 2021, it will have been four years of development, if that's if if my mm-hmm. you know theory holds true there, and I think that's plenty of time. And you know, with with them doing Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity this year, get that resurgence of interest back into that franchise, get people talking about it again, people hyped up about it again. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the beginning of that direct or that announcement that they had. They mentioned Breath of the Wild 2 being in development, and I thought that they said that they were going to be having more information next year. And I I think the way Nintendo's been announcing things as of late, over the last couple of years, is their their marketing cycles aren't very long. So I'm going to jump up a little bit further than you, though, a little earlier. I really think that this could all happen by summer. I'm, I'm, Mm. I'm shooting... That Breath of the Wild will be their big summer game. Mm. Um, you know, a, a lot of their consoles have been releasing earlier. You know, especially mm-hmm. the Switch did so well, and they released it in a, in March. Yeah. Um, and I think to to capitalize that on that earlier in the year, get that big boost of here's a nice, awesome Switch for you. Come buy this because Breath of the Wild Two is going to be amazing on it. I'd love to see it. That's what I'm hoping for. Wow. Uh, Ryan, you want look like you wanted to say something there. Just you know, it would be really cool to see like Switch Pro and Zelda drop on the birthday of Switch, but I don't think that's going to be happening. They've never been one to do that for consoles, but I think summer could be pretty realistic for that. Yeah, I definitely am in the core. I think where it's going to be more again early half of the year. I think it'd be before an E3 time we have a Switch Pro in our hands with and i do think it's going to launch with zelda no matter when it launches i do agree i think it's going to launch with breath of the wild too period whether that's christmas or random whatever but um oh my second wish here and it's actually kind of ties it first into ryan but it's a lot more um elaborated here um you know i might be in the minority for this but i hope it does um, Zelda's it's Zelda and Metroid's thirty fifth anniversary. Am I correct? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Zelda's gonna get all this love and attention because she's this the hot chick. You know what? I don't care. We always get Zelda love. I want Samus is my girl. If I had a girlfriend gamer gamer girl, it's it's Samus. And um I just want this year to be I think we're gonna get like a Zelda collection. I do think we'll get like, we'll get the Zelda games, all the HD, we'll get Wind Waker, we'll get the Ocarina, Majora's, all the latest versions of those, just like we did 3D All-Stars. I think we'll get Zelda. However, um, I don't think we'll get a Metroid collection. 
as silly and easier as it would be, I don't think they'll do it. What I do think they're going to do is a different approach. I do think we will just see more Metroid love than normal. I don't think it's going to be... We're going to... I don't know what it'll be, but what I'm thinking is I do think we'll get a 2D Metroid game, um, and I think we'll get Prime Trilogy, and I think we're going to just get a full-on Metroid Prime 4 trailer to finally show us what has been coming under the hood of that, of that car they're working on there and with some info about the game. I don't think Prime 4 will come next year, but I do think we're just there's going to be a lot of buzz, a lot of things to actually talk about and see and examine and talk about on podcasts like this and, and whatnot. But I do think we're... I mean, if you look think, think back to the rumors that happened this year, I do think a 2D Metroid game is coming, and either it's going to be new or it's going to be that Super Metroid remake... We had the rumors earlier this year of um, with 3D All Stars that happens, and we it, uh, that that had a 2D Metroid game in it, um, and they said Pikmin was coming as well. Um, and, oh no, and it was a new Paper Mario game. Everything has come true, but the 2D Metroid game. I really feel like a new 2D Metroid game is coming, whether it's Samus Returns being ported. 2D remake of Super or a brand new adventure in the series, we're getting one. And I definitely think that Prime Trilogy will come. But they're saving that Prime Trilogy simply for a a drip feed effect for, hey, we're kind of closing in on Prime 4, uh, getting development really going. Um, Here's some games to keep you waiting for the next couple months. Um, I mean, I I did hear today um, that they have... Game testers now test are uh, for retro working on testing out demos of the game, which is great. I mean, the fact that you have playable stuff and people are testing it out—that's a great sign. So, I just think we're going to get more love for Metroid. I don't think we're going to get like what Mario had and you know Samus Thirty Five and all the stuff, you know. But I do think we're going to get a lot more Metroid love. So, you guys, any thoughts on that? Um, I definitely think uh, I would love to see a 2D Metroid. Um, there was a rumor earlier this year that um, I don't know if it was true or proven to be proven to be true that um, Samus Returns, Samus Returns mm-hmm. was running on a Switch. I, I think that there was some screenshot that was going right, around yeah. of Samus, yeah, of running on Switch. So I could definitely see them uh, releasing that on Switch, considering that was a 3DS game that came out after, like, months after yeah. the release of Switch. And silly. I think it's severely yeah. underrated game. I, I think it was awesome. Yeah, Amazing it was a great game, yeah. So I could definitely see that happening. Um, but, yeah, I would love a new 2D Metroid. I absolutely love that because I, I prefer 2D Metroid over 3D. Uh-huh. I know. I'm terrible. I know. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so uh, for this final round, guys, um, you know, this has almost been an hour and a half, and we've had a blast here, but I don't want us to be here for another 40 minutes. Um, so why don't we just going to do a roundhouse fire of our third prediction um, of what we want to do, and then we can do our due diligence and close out where we can find us. So, um, Josh, what, what's the third wish here you got for us? Well, for me, as great as it is that Japan got their uh, their Super Nintendo world. I want to hear uh, some sort of news and progress on the Orlando version of it. Um, I'm in West Virginia, and mm. uh, as much as my other love outside of Nintendo and gaming is, is like sort of theme parks. I love Walt Disney World. I can't afford to go very much, but I still love it. And if, if it was up to me, I'd probably mm. live down there. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see. I've, I've always thought since like a kid, I've thought of ideas for a Nintendo theme park, and they're cool. finally doing it. 
And I've, I've heard of, in the Orlando version, there's going to be a Donkey Kong section okay. that Japan doesn't even have. And that sounds amazing. Like, I I, I want to go with my family and everything. I, I want to already start planning for it. But I have heard, like, nothing on it. Like, I'll, we see all this cool stuff in Japan, but like, right. we can afford to go to Japan. Right. So, right. <laughs> I know that's kind of a silly thing to put as number one, but I just want to hear that, hey, we're making progress on this. Um, and... and you know, and confirmation that, hey, we're still doing this. We're still doing the Donkey Kong side of it. Yeah. Um, definitely sort of a personal wish, I guess. But I, I just I want to see further progress of that being done. Very cool. I agree. Ryan, what you got? Um, I am more t- I'm, I'm less on the team of uh, 64 Classic coming first. Um, I'm more on the team of Game Boy Classic coming. Uh, so that's kind of my prediction here. I'm thinking they're going to bring a lot of Game Boy games, you know, experiencing the Mario Land games, the, maybe even, I don't know if they'll throw the Donkey Kong Land games on there. Probably not. But They better. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like just some of those Game Boy games, like how, I know we've got Tetris 99, but how awesome would it be to go back to play the original Tetris on the Switch? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of going back to the Game Boy roots, uh, the portable mm-hmm. roots. Um, and I can see that being a big thing for the Switch, uh, you know, being pretty popular. Um, I just, I'd love to see that personally. Um, and I wouldn't mind playing, you know, Link's Awakening on like DX or whatever on, on the virtual console, even though I have Awakening on Switch. Like I'd like to play the original two there and, and mm-hmm. just like have that accessible to everybody. That'd be pretty cool. And I don't, I don't think that it's so far, like there's not that many titles out there that are Game Boy titles that have been re-released in some form or fashion on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they'd be cannibalizing anything too majorly. So Okay. Very cool. Uh, Sean, man, what about you? Uh, I think uh, the return of Mario Paint on uh, <laughs> Switch and a simultaneous release on iPad. Oh, wow. That comes so it um, yeah. you can get a stylus to use on your Switch. If you buy a physical version, it will come with a stylus. You can buy that on your own, or you can use your finger for the touchscreen. This game will be almost impossible to use on the TV. It's going to require handheld mode. Why did they never do this for the DS? That's a great question. Or the Wii U, even. Either one yeah. of those. I, I, will, I will give a little asterisk to that. Only, only Japan, or at least U.S., will not get the <laughs> stylus. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, like U.S. will not get stylus. You you'll have to find a third party stylus right. to use if you live in the U.S. Very, Where's Mad Cats when you need it? Right. Very oh, interesting. Um, and, uh, Jake, what about you, man? What's your third wish here? Okay, this one's far less likely. I don't think this is going to happen. But if it did, I would lose it. Um, following the same logic as Breath of the Wild two. I would love to see their holiday game be Super Mario Odyssey 2. Yes! I love, yeah. love, loved the first game. It is my favorite Mario of all time. Nice. I literally cried multiple moments. <laughs> the game affected me in a weird way. Loved it. So I would love to see them go back to it. I think there's so much potential for those mechanics, and I would yeah. be willing to jump back in in a heartbeat. And I saw, you know... A lot of the old marketing has, like, Isle Delfino shapes on the Mm -hmm. artwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd love to return there in, you know, with Odyssey's visuals and gameplay style, plus whatever else they can come up with. That's what I'm hoping for. I think it's less likely. But, man, if they they give me a repeat of 2017, I don't know. I might pass out, hit my head, and not get to see it. Wow. (laughs) I'll eat my hat if that happens. I mean, I'm with you on that. I've, um... 
I was just listen, hearing about that today, thinking about it, and like it's the only big game that they've released where they didn't have really much DLC. There wasn't even a sequel announced to it. It just kind of came and went. And it's like, dude, I would... And it's the best-selling 3D Mario game they've ever ha- made. Like, it, it's better than... It's sold better than Galaxy 64, Galaxy 2, all of them. It's it's the number one, and I would love to... I'm with you on that. It that got one more, made me smile a lot. It got more DLC than Super Mario Party ever did. Very true. Yeah. Oh, that game, that game didn't come complete, though, so... You know, true. Um, I gave up on Mario Party after Mario Party Four. <laughs> Four was the best, anyhow. Mario Party Five. Two. Uh, Two is best. Anyhow, yeah, the list goes on and on with Mario Party. Um, my final <laughs> wish list on my wish list here is I want to see Nintendo finally just open the door on what they've talked about with they've wanted to do stuff with movies and TV shows and like. You know, I want to hear more about the Mario movie. Come on, we we got Sonic last year. They're already making a second Sonic. Like, where's my information about that Mario movie? I want a trailer. I want some real concrete stuff to look at here. And I want more than just that. I want, like, Nintendo. You you want to build a fan base for your franchises that maybe struggle a little more? Release a, a Metroid Netflix series. You know, like it could sell awesome if you get the right people behind it. Release a Zelda anime. I mean, I really yeah, want to see anime. Nintendo make an effort to really expand their franchises. I mean, the Pikmin shorts that they just re-released. Oh my gosh, I would love to see a Pikmin Saturday morning cartoon like that. I, I would have loved that as a kid, you know? It's perfect. They're funny, they're witty, they're silly, they look great. Um... I definitely, so mainly Mario, but I definitely would love to see Nintendo announce something else that's not Fire Emblem, please. Um, yes. To, to, uh, with, their, with their cartoon, to make a cartoon or a TV ser- series of something. So that's what I want. Just some more stuff of that. F-Zero. They had a cartoon already. I know, but they could they do failed, better. Like, so. it wouldn't be an anime. It could be better. <laughs> like a good art style. It could be a real, like, <laughs> I mean, heck. You've seen like Star Wars stuff. They could do like a real like show like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be sweet. Um, but um, we had shared um, out over the past couple weeks a poll on everybody's favorite game. Sort of, sort of came up with the idea after the Game Awards that never give Nintendo enough love. Um, so um, we had seven categories here, and I'll just go ahead and read off the winners. I'm not going to take too much time on it, but I wanted to share that with everybody. We had quite a few people to uh, participate and vote, um, so I wanted to go through that. With the first one, I will go ahead and just read them all off, was the most anticipated, and the winner for that was the Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel for that. Um, it actually beat out Metroid Prime 4 by just a couple votes. Um, now, the best Smash Brothers edition... Um, goes to Sephiroth, which did not surprise me at all. Um, funny enough, Byleth actually did come out this year as well, and he got zero votes. So <laughs> some of the others, the Min Min and Steve did decent, but yeah, Byleth got absolutely zero. That was pretty impressive, actually. Um, the next one I had was Best Art Style, and that one, this was a really close one, and I'm not even sure how I feel about it. Uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King won that. Um, it beat uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp by one vote. Um, so, I mean, that's fair. I, I love both of those games. Uh, let's see where we at. Best Indie. 
um, went to Ori and the Will of the Wisp. I know a lot of people played Hades. I did not play that game, but I've heard it's really good. It 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 was it beat it out by a few votes. Uh, best multiplayer is actually really strange here. I just now looked back at the results, so I didn't even know it was coming. It's a three-way tie <laughs> with Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which, honestly, that game has an awesome co-op. Me and my wife has worn that game out. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, okay, and 51 Clubhouse Games, uh, which is another good one. That's fair. I didn't expect that big of a tie. Um, best Soundtrack. That one, and I don't. I doubt a lot of people's going to see this one coming. Uh, goes to Doom Eternal. Um, I I love that game. I really surprised it won here. Origami King was second in that, which has a great soundtrack as well. Um, and of course, the Switch game of the year that you all voted for is actually a tie. So <laughs> I I almost regret putting this one in here as an option. I almost didn't, but it was one of the major releases sort of this year. One of them is Super Mario 3D Collection. <laughs> um, but the the other one, of course, which I, I think was sort of uh, predictable, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, so, yeah, that is what everybody chose, all of our listeners and everybody who voted um, that is how, how it turned out. There's a decent variety here, like we were saying. Um, but it, it did kind of feel like the B team showed up more this year than anything, but there's still some good stuff in there. So yeah, thanks to everyone who participated in that. Um, that means a lot when everybody jumps in and, you know, throws their hat in the ring, so to speak. So yeah, that's all we got for that. Um, yeah, uh, Sean, why don't you kick us off? Uh, just let everyone know where they can find you. Hi, uh, so I'm Sean Mason again. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at it's uh, no. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore Mason ninety five. So if you want to give me a follow, I mostly tweet about video games and really anything, really, to be honest. And Jake, cool. Yeah, you can find me over on my own YouTube channel. Uh, press to play. Uh, we talk about gaming of all kinds, Nintendo mostly. We talk about movies, television, entertainment in general, and just all those industries and the big announcements. And beyond that, you can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at press to play okay. Fantastic. And then Josh, do our due diligence, my friend. Yeah, so for us, you can find us on Twitter at Nintendo underscore Nostalgia. Um, of course, we are on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, reminder, we are also have the group on Facebook um, that has a lot going on in there, a lot of people chatting and such like that. We may be doing a little more Discord, hopefully, in the next year. I know I've heard a couple people mention that. Um, but we are on there. Um, might be working on that soon. So check us out in all of those places. Also, of course, on the Nintendo Village website as well. And then Ryan, why don't you tell everybody about um, our one of our upcoming episodes that we like some listeners to start calling in and maybe leaving a voicemail about. So, um, yeah, our, um, we have an upcoming episode uh, all about Nintendo Power. Um, if you would, please call in and share your memories about Nintendo Power. Uh, 317-969-5690. We would love to hear just, like, all of the crazy nostalgic memories you have from those awesome days with Nintendo Power. Very good, guys. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for uh, listening. And, and, and Sean and Jake, thank you guys so much for being on. 
We loved having you on. And guys, I hope that we have a lot more Nintendo news to talk about regularly this coming year. Have you guys on even a bit sooner than uh, a year or three years uh, later, Jake, there. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll be here. Good deal, man. Well, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and good luck to Nintendo in 2021. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Later, Preston. sucks mario sucks i'm done with mario sonic's the best sonic for life i will die on a hill crash is the best mario is the best but i like them all